All right, and we're rolling. What's going on? What's going on? Um, happy Easter. This is Ugo Opara, PA licensed real estate agent and investor, reporting to you live on uh, Easter Sunday. It is Easter Sunday, and um, I'm on my way to take a look at a couple of uh, a couple of properties. It's two thirty now, so no one no one could. No one could make fun of me for anything. I did what I was supposed to do today. I'm gonna to look at some properties, which, which you know, which is for me. And then I'm gonna hang out with family. So I don't want to hear any of that. You know, I've been getting criticized a lot from for working a lot, and I'm just like, so what? Like I really could care less. Literally could care less. Um, but no, I mean today's been good. Today's been good. Um, you know, of course it's Easter, so I you know paid my tithes, paid my dues. And then um, after that, you know, I had put an offer earlier on in today for a client. A really good offer, really good offer. Properties listed at 169.9. And um, after looking at the comps in the area and, you know, realizing that, you know, coming to terms that she definitely needs a 6% assist, uh, I just went ahead and recommended that we up it to 180. And uh, that's what we're doing upping it to 180 and then taking it from there. So, um, so we put that offer in today. Uh, so that's that. Next is, you know, taking a look at a couple of things for myself. Um, there is this podcast called Starting From Scratch. And, um, you know, there's a couple of things that I've been kind of pondering about myself. And just, you know, one of my biggest fears or one of, one of, one of, one of the things that's happened recent to me is I, I, I got, I'm, I, I'm caught up at an apartment building right now to triplex that... You know, we had contractor A that came in, screwed me over, burnt me, and then we brought over contractor B, and contractor B was doing pretty well for a while, and then shit just hit the fan and they burnt me as well. Now we have contractor C, and contractor C, you know, um, is very diligent. Contractor C is doing pretty well. And the only issue that contractor C is having is that contractor C, every time that we want to move forward with something, um, he starts work, this contractor starts work, this company starts work, um, and they're like, well, we, you know, we really can't, can't do this because contractor B did such shitty work that in order to make it right, we have to go back, rip out what contractor B did, and then kind of not 100% start over, but we just have to make so many adjustments. So um, it's really, really painful right now in the sense that, um, you know, work that I've already paid for, not 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 a hundred percent paid for it. Maybe I I seventy percent paid for it. You know now I have to come back and kind of pay for it again, uh, which is just just beyond frustrating. It's really really effing irritating, um, and I, I I just really really hate the, the situation that I've been put in that, um, and I've been very scornful about that. Been very very scornful about that. Super 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 just you know hot potato i'm holding a rock it's hot and it's literally burning my hand but i can't let go because i'm that upset about that you know what i mean and um what's going on now is that it's 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 kind of paralyzed me it's making me so scared to move um in, in any direction because i just i'm very i'm apprehensive right now and what what, what that's doing is that dude it's it's inhibiting me from really pulling the trigger on anything else and um, 
you know, a big shout out to this podcast that someone introduced me to. Uh, it's called Start it's Success from Scratch, or yeah, it's Success from Scratch, and uh, it's from the guy that's doing alpha home flipping. And I was just listening to, you know, just like binge listening to his stuff. Uh, and dude, he, he, he's, he's, you know, one of the things that I got from him is that, uh, you know, he used to turn down deals or not a, not aggressively pursue deals um, when he had his hands full. And, you know, he realized that looking back, that was a stupid mistake. It was a very foolish mistake. And that what he should do, what he always did was, what, what, what he recommends everyone always do is go after every single deal as if it was your last deal. Negotiate, you know, go for as much as you can. Try to try to line it up to be a sweet deal, and you're never your hands are never really that full to, to say you can't take advantage of an opportunity. You're just not being creative enough. So what that means for me personally is that I'm not leveraging my resources. So maybe I'm not in the best financial position to do a solo play, but so the hell what? Take on a joint venture. You know what I mean? Do reach, you know, layer it up. Maybe I do a hard. Maybe I borrow private money to then go ahead and then borrow a, a, a hard money and I, and I create the deal that way. You know what I mean? Or maybe I don't even. Maybe I don't even do the deal. Maybe I present the deal to to an investor and have the investor just pay me a, a, a bigger a bigger portion of whatever I was supposed to get. You know, like whatever. Right. It doesn't that doesn't give me just because I'm not doing too well, you know, at a, at a project now doesn't give me the permission to just like wallow in my tears. You know what I mean? Like that is not that is BS. And as he's talking, I'm looking in the mirror like, dude, how many deals have you let go? Because you're just not feeling good. You know what I mean? How many deals have I let go because I wasn't I'm, I'm not feeling like Ugo the agent. I'm not feeling like, you know, Ugo the investor. You know, what I mean, I'm not feeling I'm not feeling up to par, up to snub. But, you know, I'm, I'm feeling down. You know, what I mean, a little bit of low self-esteem. How many deals have I let go? It's crazy because I probably if I if I would have been on top of what I, the way that I normally am, I probably could have done a deal to get the money I needed to pull me through this other project. You know what I mean? Um, so that's just, that's just, that's just, that's just, that's just, um, just a breakthrough that I just had this morning and I'm just like, crap, what the hell, you know, what, why have I been thinking this way? Um, and then with that, you know, came this super surge to get back to work. So now we're back to work. We're taking a look at a couple, couple of properties. Um, you know, some single family, you know, but you know, my love, my love is the multifamilies and we're just doing it all. We're just doing it all. And uh, one of the things he mentioned is that he's a big fan of single families. And one of the reasons he enjoys single families is that, you know, the maintenance is really, really low. Because on a single family, it's a house. You know, someone owns a house. I mean, someone's renting the house. They turn it into their home. And they're responsible for all utilities. You know, they're responsible for everything. Um, and the only thing that you're really responsible for is the mortgage payment the, uh, you know, taxes and insurance. That's pretty much it. So I, I get that completely. My biggest thing is that it's just, it's probably, it's just, it's a, it, it, it doesn't cash flow as much. It doesn't cash flow as much. Another thing that he mentioned was that the turnover rate was also very high on the multifamilies. And that's true. That's completely true. Uh, and my only rebuttal to that is if you layer it with programs like PHA or, 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 or the VA program, you know, these are programs where, you know, the people stay and they rent. It's a two-year lease, not the VA loan, but the PHA loan. It's a two-year lease. They renew, you know, if you have one tenant that renews once, you know, it's a four-year lease. 
if they renew one time, it's just a four-year lease. So that is something that for me, uh, I think maybe it, it's different in the market that he's in. But I think for me in my market in Philadelphia, um, you know, the turnover rate isn't as high uh, as it as it would be, especially the way that I'm that I'm running the game. So I feel, you know, I, I just, uh, you know, I feel like that's the differences in, 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 in marketing in different markets. So um, what else? What else? What else? What else? So I, I, I will say that I'm scaling back on relentlessly pursuing only multis. I'm also going to be focusing on flips as well, because one of the reasons that I definitely got caught up in the apartment building was because I didn't have really nice cash reserves. You know what I mean? I had enough to take advantage of. And this sounds so stupid. I only had enough. And it sounds like I did the right thing. But it's stupid because, you know, you, you never know what real estate's going to throw at you. Or, or not even real estate, just entrepreneurship in general, right? So I had enough for one mistake. I had enough for one mistake, right? I had an extra lump sum of money laying around for one mistake. Wasn't anticipating two. So you should anticipate two is what I'm saying. And just kind of take it from there. But, um... But yeah, so that's 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 what's happening. That's what that's that's uh, I'm getting tongue twisted. That's what's going on so far. And um, you know, I'm trying to come back on, on and, and do and do these podcasts on a more weekly basis. So just kind of forgive me as I try to figure out my rhythm for 2019 and beyond. But um, but yeah, you know, um, yeah, that's it. So I'm hitting my. Uh, 10 minute max on a recording per session so I'm going to be signing out and uh, I'll be in touch a little bit later as we roam through these properties alright so I'm back um, I just came out from checking a property out that I'm definitely going to be putting an offer in on um, it is a triplex right so you walk in uh, and there, it gets you into like this tiny little main area hallway area and then you go in a little bit more and then that takes you into there's a door then that door is taking you into uh, the first property the first unit so unit one and then inside of unit one it's a very small living room then it's a bedroom and then after that it is there's a hallway and that hallway takes you into one more bedroom then you keep going and there's like the kitchen and the kitchen has a door. The door takes you into a bathroom and that bathroom is Jack and Jill to that second bedroom, which I don't like. You keep going and from the kitchen you keep going and there's like this little, um, it's weird. It's very weird. It looks like there is this, um, how do I put this? There's this, uh, I don't know, there's these steps that goes down, not all the way down, just like half a step, maybe it's like five steps, so it's not going to the basement. You go down, there's a door that lets you out into the back of the property, uh, but then there's also another door, and that door, uh, for what they have, it looks like it used to be some type of commercial space. You know, it looks like it used to be some type of commercial space, but the commercial space isn't that big, so I'm not too sure how to best leverage that commercial space. I mean, the commercial space, um, you know, it's like a big bedroom with a, with a bathroom in it. Um, not enough room, really, to turn it into a separate unit, 
So I would love to eat. Turning it into a studio itself would be very difficult. So it looks like the highest and best use is going to be just to turn that first floor, um, you know, make it is turn that back room into like a, some type of master bedroom or something like that. And that and that's, that's probably what I would do. Do a powder bedroom back there or something like that. So, or maybe, maybe I, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm kind of torn. I'm not too sure how to how to how to how to how to best leverage that. But um, that is the wild factor for that property. And I just have to figure out exactly what to do with that. Uh, on the second floor, second floor is um, it, it's, it has the makings of a two bedroom, but. I gotta figure out if we're able, if we're gonna be able to make it a two bedroom or if we have to make it into a really nice one bedroom, simply because the way it's currently set up now, um, because you need the hallway to go to this third floor, you know, there's it has two doors. So at the top of the steps, there's one door that goes into the unit. And then from that unit, you, you, go, you go into like this little living area, living room area or very, very small living room area that living room area you can turn and go into a bedroom and it's a beautiful perfect bedroom it's a perfect square you have a really deep closet i mean it's phenomenal it's a really nice it's a perfect bedroom right it's a great size great closet perfectly square i mean it's just it's just an it's just a nice unit it's just a nice unit i mean a nice bedroom um, and then from there, that little living space. So on your right, you have this perfect bedroom. Then on your left, it goes into a very small kitchen. And then the kitchen, there's a door that goes into your bathroom. And then the bathroom is a Jack and Jill into the other bedroom. And the reason it does that Jack and Jill into the other bedroom is because there's no other, there's no other way for there's no other way to, for that to, to, to connect that's the only way to connect all the bedrooms right because without that connection then you would have to walk out you'd have to walk out the bedroom you'd have to go into the hallway to go back into the front door I, I don't know if I'm explaining it the right way but that I mean I, you know I don't know if you can see what I'm if you can see what I'm saying by explaining it if not then just follow me Philly real estate King on Instagram because I did walk the property and I went live when I, I tend to go live when I walk most of my properties. Um, but that is the, uh, that, that's the first floor. First floor is interesting. It also has a wild factor and that wild factor is the hallway, right? So you, if, if you didn't need the hallway, then I can make this into a really nice two bedroom unit with decent sized units. However, the question mark the question mark here is, well, what do we do? We have a, we have a bedroom that's that's huge. Great size bedroom. You can fit a California king into this thing. And it comes with a really decent closet space. So it's just, it's fantastic all over. It's, you know what I mean? There's really no change that needs to get done to that, to that unit. Um, so I'm happy with that. Very, very happy with that. What what we got to figure out though is how, how it, what, what, or what needs to be changed is the living room the, and the kitchen are just oh unbelievably small very very small non-functioningly small you know what I mean no one's gonna want that itty bitty kitchen bathroom right and and more importantly no one's gonna want to to rent that that's gonna be very difficult to rent you know um, and that is not 
That is not what we're here for. We're not here to, to buy property that takes forever to rent or stays vacant for you know an extended period of time. Um, so what I'm thinking needs to get done is going to be that we either, you know, we shrink the size of that really nice bedroom, make take it from being a really nice bedroom to just a really small bedroom. So that way, you know, we have a, you know, we can make the living space a little bit bigger and, and things like that. So that that's that's food for thought right off the bat. That's food for thought. Um, another option would be just leaving it as a one bedroom. That That is one thing is just leaving it as a one bedroom, completely uh, ignoring, you know, yeah, just doing that. And in doing so, you know, it makes it super. It, now you have a lot of real estate to play ball with. You really it really has a lot of real. You have a lot of real estate to play ball with, um, you know, because now you can turn that really nice room you can open it up. You could do. You can move the kitchen up a little bit. That gives you room to make the bathroom a lot bigger. Now you have a decent sized kitchen, decent sized bathroom, um, and you have a decent sized. Um, now you have a decent sized living room. And the living room, what I can do is I can open up a window, and then from that window you can step out, and we can do like kind of a roof dot, a rooftop, a roof deck play. And that's something that I'm really, really interested in, in playing ball with because second and third floor are going to allow me to be able to do so. Um, if I do that, then that works out really well because now we can put the back, we can put the the main bedroom, the only bedroom in this, if we turn it into a one bedroom, we can put that main bedroom in the back. So now in order to get to that bedroom, you have to walk through the bathroom to get to that bedroom so now that bedroom will just be in the back it's in the cut you can lock the door so no you know when you have visitors you know they're not going into your bedroom that could really work um and then on the third floor third floor is very very small it's ridiculously small so what we have to but it has a really nice bedroom but i think what we have to do is we have to focus on or we have to accept one of two things we have to number one accept a very small bathroom living space that's what we got to do number one we have to accept a very small kitchen very small bath type that's what we got to accept or we turn it into a studio and i think that for longevity i think it's probably good to just have it as a one bedroom um you know because the, the size of the room that they have there is, is actually really nice so if we turn it into a situation where this person is going to be using their bedroom mainly for entertainment and just like the, so it's really just going to be bathroom kitchen space and then bedroom you know what I mean? I think if we, instead of trying to make a living room, we focus on adding laundry in that unit, which I try to add in all my units. We focus on adding laundry to that unit. I think it kind of gets rid of, you know, whatever, whatever. It, it kind of takes, it takes the hustle out of it, right? It takes the sting out of trying to figure out what to do with that unit. It's just small. You know what I mean? We'll knock down all the walls. We'll do the best that we can. But I think just turning that into a, um, you know, just just turning that into a uh, a studio, uh, leaving it as a one bedroom, and not trying to worry about a living room. I think is really just going to be the best that we could. Uh, it's going to be the best that we can do. Um, but then I might revisit that. You know, once we tear all the walls down, I might come back and revisit and say, hey, you know, here's what we can do with this. Um, and again, just like the first first floor, I mean, just like the second floor, there's a window that overlooks a roof, which we can you know convert into a roof a roof deck. So I'm very very excited about that. Um, so yeah, so overall, this is a good, this is exactly the type of property that I want. We're going to be putting an offer in. I think they're really a, a little bit high on the price, uh, but overall, I'm very excited and uh, we're going to be putting an offer in. All right, so I got one more to check out. 
I'm going to check that out and come back and we'll talk about it. All right, all right, all right. So I'm pulling out um, of the second property that I saw. This one was a mixed-use property. Uh, it had a commercial property on the first floor. Commercial property also had access to the basement. Uh, it was actually a hair store. It was actually a, um, a hair salon. And, uh, you know, before whatever happened, happened to it. So it was actually a hair salon. And uh, it was a decent sized hair salon, you know, not a, not a, you know, decent sized neighborhood hair salon. And, um, you know, also had access to the basement. And the basement was something that, you know, could be, you know, if we had the waterproof at first. There's a lot of water seeping out of there. But if you were to waterproof at first, then you would have a very decent commercial store you know commercial storefront that also had you know bi-level commercial storefront which i think would be very dope very cool very awesome um the the, the commercial space really didn't look that bad you know all the damage was kind of like in the back but the commercial space you know really looked like something you could get back up and running and you know for less than you know ten fifteen thousand dollars now, unfortunately, I was not able to take a look at, a, at, at upstairs. There's supposed to be an apartment upstairs, but I wasn't able to get up to it. Uh, you know, I tried to reach out to the seller side and uh, no response, but I did go back and take a look at the listing itself and the listings, you know, really, really warned about going upstairs. So I'm assuming that upstairs is just completely shot um, you know, if that's the case, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I would just have preferred to see it myself. But, you know, that's not, you know, but I get what they're coming from. They don't want to take on the liability. The seller might not have felt safe to do, you know, to, to, to allow that. Then I would have feedback. My feedback to the seller would have been, hey, just put in the minimal amount of repairs that you need so that when people come to take a look at this property, you know, they have the ability to go and, and take a look upstairs. Just make it safe so that people can look upstairs. You know what I mean? So that was the only um, rebuttal that I wish, you know, the seller would have listened to or, you know, take heed it all for that someone would have told the seller, just make it so that people can come and see the place. That's, that's it. That's all they need to do is to come and see the place. And as long as you allow that to happen, then your job is done. Right, everything else is taken care of, but no, unfortunately, I was not able to actually see actually see the second floor at all. So I have no idea what's going on. I can only assume that it's in horrible condition, and it's going to require, you know, me to go in there, gut everything, and redo everything. So I'm budgeting, you know, almost maybe thirty thousand, thirty-five, thirty, thirty-five on the upstairs, and maybe twenty. You know, 15 downstairs. So we got 35 upstairs, 15 downstairs. We're looking at what? A $50,000 budget is what it sounds like. So still interested. Still, still interested in the property. You know, because it's it's looking like I can get a commercial storefront with access, with basement access. And, uh, you know, at least a two bedroom apartment. Uh, for less than a hundred grand, which, you know, it's, it's, 
numbers are going to make sense on that. You know, if I can rent the commercial space out for, you know, 900 to 1000 a month, rent the, um, then rent the two bedroom out for at least 800 a month. I think that the, you know, that the numbers make uh, more than enough sense because, you know, I put, I, let's say I buy it for 50, um, and, and let's say I put 60 into it. Let's say I put 60 into it. I just do another 10 grand in there. Um, for the basement and then another five grand just to be safe so let's say i'm all in at 115 you know the monthly payment on 115 <clears throat> isn't going to be more than 800 a month so what i'm looking at is something that has the ability to cash flow you know a thousand on the you know if i'm being super optimistic but even if i'm not being optimistic something that at least has the ability to cash flow at least seven eight hundred dollars a month and that sounds great to me so getting tired so that's that's where we're at with that one um i'm not as pleased with it i'm not as you know i'm still gonna put the offering but i'm not as attracted to this one as i would as i was the first one simply because it's not you know, it just has less units. This is a two unit versus the potential four unit uh, from the other property. So just a little, just very different. Um, it's different, just a different feel to it. Just a different feel to it. Of course, I always want to go for the more units and that's just, that just is what it is. But, um, but yeah, so now we're hopping over to the next one and uh, taking it from there. So, I'm about to hop out, take a look at this one, and uh, you know I'll be back and we'll discuss as usual. What's up? What's up? What's up? So I am back, and um, yeah, I mean the 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 last stop put me in an area that I really hadn't been paying attention to. I was so focused in West Philadelphia and what was going on there. Um, I completely forgot about this neighborhood and this neighborhood is just booming you know this is near 26 in jefferson 24th and ridge like this is this is that area this is what that's the area that i'm around now i came to go check out a property and for whatever reason the combination for the property wasn't given to me so i came i went to check it out and then i i couldn't get in so i was i left and because i had so much free time i figured you, you know, let me just, uh, you know, take my time on my way home. And as I'm on my way home, as I am on my way home, I kept stopping because I kept seeing things that were um, for sale, but not just for sale. I mean, not, not, not for sale. I kept seeing a lot of dilapidated properties. And as I'm driving by, I'm seeing these dilapidated properties. I'm thinking to myself, I'll buy it, right? Because I'm already, I was already, I'm already interested in the area because I came to see another property. Of, of course, I'll buy it. So I, I started taking, I started doing some research from my phone and I'm digging into what, you know, who owns what in the area. And I come to realize, oh wow, Philadelphia um, Housing Authority, PHA, has really bought a lot of the stuff and they've done a lot of new construction. So a lot of the stuff that I'm pulling up, boom, PHA owns it, PHA owns it, PHA owns it, PHA owns it. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why does PHA own so much property in this area? What the hell is going on? I am puzzled. So I, 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 I start, 
I, I continue driving. I have, I have the next location in my GPS and I continue driving. And what happens is that every other every other block i have to hop out the car because there's this property going there's this pro there's um there's property that i want to take advantage of and what i saw in that area was that very few of the properties that i really wanted to take advantage of very few of them had not been purchased within a year or two so you know when you're thinking about picking a property wherever the case may be and you know, you want to have, you want to buy from someone that's had the property for, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years plus. You want to buy the property from someone who just bought it a year ago or less than two years ago, right? Because they're not really going to have much equity in that property to really do anything with. Um, but what, what, but what I'm trying to get to is that it really looks like I, I missed out, I missed out on that, on, on that neighborhood because I, I just never paid it any mind. And what happened? The real shock factor. The real shock factor came into play because as I kept driving, what came up was brand new mother effing construction for those of you. And it was construction being done by V2 Properties. If you don't know V2 Properties, V2 Properties, they're one of the premier residential developers in, in the Philadelphia area. They're responsible for a lot of, lot, a lot, a lot of new construction that's going on in the Philadelphia area. They are some, they are very heavy hitters. So on one block, I saw that they had, what, two, three, four, four new construction properties and one of them was already on a contract. Um, so that was another indicator like, bro, you missed, you missed the ball. So, you know, here I am thinking, all right, this is an area that I think has potential. Um, and here I am, you know, maybe two years late to the party. Two years late to the party. Um, so, you know, just a little unfortunate. You know what I mean? Just a little unfortunate. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to be defeated. What it means is that, you know, as, as, as narrow-minded as I've been about West Philly, it's also good to expand. Because what I realized was, like, it was only, it's only a 20-minute drive from where I live to get to where... Yeah, that new construction at so that was my hindsight i should have definitely have kept it on the radar versus being so you know tunnel vision in west philly and doing what i'm doing in west philly it's good to branch out so maybe this is in an area where i'm able to find rentals that are going to do really well because the acquisition price point might be a little next like no i'm not, not not even a little bit it might just be ridiculously higher than what i would want to do however what it does show me is that the potential for a flip you know, a nice little three-story flip, make it make it look good, make it shine, make it shimmer, make it gold. The potential to do that is high. The potential to do that is high. So um, this is going to become, you know, my new stopping grounds. And I'm going to be working very uh, diligently to try and get some things under contract just by driving for dollars. You know, a little bit of time that I was here, I was able to add, uh, you know, 16 properties that were not um that were not uh you know bought in the past uh, year or two uh and someone has owned these properties for you know let's say two three four or five you know seven plus years is would be a length of ownership so that's telling me that they have enough equity um that that that, that you know they should be able to part with this property for a good you know walk away with a good chunk of cash so that should be enticing should be very very enticing and um you know again i'm changing 
I'm changing my my strategy because one of the things that I think my investment, my, my model, my portfolio, my investment strategy has been lacking is I, I don't do enough flips. And the way to, I, I've been focusing mainly on acquisition of rental properties, increasing cash flow, and that's all fine and dandy, but what 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 is lacking or, or the, un, the thing that I didn't understand is that the flips, flips are gonna give you the chunks of money that you can consider to be the jet fuel to your engine. Like that's the fuel to your engine, the lump sums of money. And what happens to me is I'm working as a real estate agent and I'm using that to fund to fund my um, buy and holds when I when I when, when, when really the flips should fund the hot, the buy and hold and my my income that should be going down to eradicating personal debt and things of that nature and also providing a decent a de- you know some type of income for me on personally right to enjoy and live life I've been very frugal up until this point and now I see where the flaw is right and so the, this whatever you know I, I don't pay myself a salary whatever 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 the company makes. I'm reinvesting almost 90% of that back into buying a rental. Um, and yeah, that's great. My rental income increases. Uh, however, I'm over here eating beans and uh, you know ordering uh, water with ice when I go out to restaurants. So we're, we're just gonna try to you know sweeten the deal a little bit for me and just kind of take it from there. Uh, but anyways, that, that's all I really had for this one and uh, on my way to the next stop and, you know, we'll keep this little Easter fest going. All right, and we're back, we're back, we're back. So this one that we just stepped out of another property and this one is a flip. This one is a flip. Again, you know, one of the things that I have been completely neglecting uh, and, and how I was operating my my you know real estate investment business was I was neglecting the flips. I did not do as many flips as I should have. You know when I sit down and I talk to my mentors and you know we're we're you know they're 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 looking at me and seeing where I'm at and where I where I want to be and and giving me advice. One of the things that they notice is that dude I'm just broke. You know what I mean I sh- I don't have as much cash in the bank that I should have. And the reason why is because I'm not doing things that are putting chunks of money in my account. What I'm doing is recycling money, right? So I put, let's say, you know, I buy a property for the last property, buy a property for, you know, let's say I buy a duplex for 50,000 and I have to put um, 40,000 into it, right? So I'm $90,000 all in on this property. What I'll do is that I'll get go to a hard money and hard money will say hey you only have to put 90 you only have to put 10 percent down of the purchase price that's nine grand plus closing costs maybe i come out of pocket 15 15 000, and then maybe i pay another five grand for phase one of rehab and renovations and and then the rest gets refunded by the hard money loan because they, they cover 100 percent of they cover a hundred percent of the renovations and what's what happens is once I'm done the project, it's fully rented. I cash out refinance, so you know I'll get the ninety back and keep it moving, right? Because I don't want to pull out too much debt on the property. That's great and dandy. Now I have a property that cash flows, right? And then my cash flow make me, you know, on average, I think right around now, any any time I buy something, I'm averaging about nine hundred dollars net monthly, you know. But it's, it's only not it's only nine hundred dollars. You know what I mean? And what what happens is that 
that's going to take a while to build up to $20,000, $30,000, $40,000. You know what I mean? It's going to take a while to build up to those numbers, right? So cash flow is great, but I don't got the lump sums, baby. I don't got, you know what I mean? So that that's why I got to shift gears and I got to focus on, yes, it's great to do these, you know, to cash out refinance and do it like that. That's great to build up cash flow. But what I'm completely neglecting is I need cash, bro. Cash is king. Credit is dope. Don't get me wrong. Credit is dope. But cash, you you know, you definitely want to have cash. You got to have cash. Got to have cash. So what I just looked at, it was a flip. It was a flip. It's a three bet. Is a three bedroom. Um, it's actually a four bedroom, but you know, the square feet doesn't really justify keeping it as a four bedroom. So, what we're going to be doing, uh, what we're going to be doing is converting, converting it a little bit of con 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 we're going to be consolidating one of the rooms, making a big master with a bathroom, you know, nice closets. You guys know what I'm going to do. All right, you kings and queens out there, you already know to play. I'm going to play. We're gonna make it nice. You know what I mean? We're gonna make it nice. We're gonna do what we gotta do. Um, so, unfortunate thing is that the basement, basement's really not big enough for us to really finish it. So we're gonna leave it as is. But, you know, we're gonna take it from a, 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 a four bedroom, one bath, where only one bedroom is a decent size. And we're gonna turn it into a three bedroom, two and a half bath, have a main bathroom upstairs, a main bathroom for the master, and we're also going to have a powder room on the first floor. So that's how we're gonna run it. We're gonna keep laundry in the basement, you know, just traditionally. And, uh, you know, that's that. Just kind of run it from there. So, um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's all she wrote. And then list-wise, I think we're gonna end up hitting the market, assuming I get the property, right? Assuming I get the property, we're going to end up listing the property. We're going to end up putting this on the market for 169 uh one probably one probably 168.9 is probably where I would list it at. And um actually no, I'd probably just list it for 169.9, 169.9, you know, that way there's enough room in there if someone asks me for sellers assist or repairs, there's enough room in there to play ball with. Really what I want to walk away with um, is at least $30,000 net. So after I pay for taxes, um, pay back my hard money guy, all of those fees, points, after everything is said and paid for and accounted for, I want to make sure I still got 30 G's in my account, right? Um, so that that's 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 what I'm that's what I'm envisioning. That's what I'm envisioning. So, so yeah. So that's gonna be the second thing we're putting an offer. So there's three things we're putting an offer in, and uh, yeah, it's three things right now that we're putting an offer in. And there's something that just came up on um, on um, um, South. Uh, on Woodland Avenue, and I really, really, really need to go over and take a look at it. Um, so I got to call my dad and make sure he's not going to be upset if I come a little bit later. Because you know me, man. I, I start, I, you know, I start going off with this real estate stuff. I, I don't know when I'll come back. I lose my mind in track of time. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, in regards to this property, it's, a, it's a no-brainer. You know what I mean? Um, budgeting forty for renovate. You know, maybe not forty. I'm budgeting fifty for renovations. Um, 
you know, uh, and I, I believe that we can get get that done, get that done, and and take it from there. So the way that I look at it, electrical five, plumbing five, um, you know, sheetrock insulation, paint five, kitchen five, bathroom four. So that right there should be what? 25, 24. Um, so you still have almost another 16,000 to kind of play ball with. Anyways, I, I, those are just off the top, off the, off the top of the head. You know, going to get. The, I I just believe that there is more than enough room in that thing to get to. This is more than enough room in that 60. I mean, in that 50 to, to take care of everything that that's needed. So um, so that's that. All right, so I'm at the next stop. I'm gonna hop in, take a look at what we got going on over here. This is on, this one is interesting. It's on a street where the trolley runs constantly, but it's also not too far from a park, and it's not too far from where I grew up at. So this would actually be a play where if I got it, I would keep it as a duplex, and this would be something that I would put my mom in. Um, you know, just because I want her to not have to worry about covering her rent, so I'd love to put her on a first floor. Hopefully we can dig the basement down, give her a nice little uh, two bedroom, uh, three bedroom, two bath bi-level unit on the first floor. And then we can throw a two bedroom on the second floor. Hopefully rent that two bedroom on the second floor out for, you know, something that covers the entire mortgage. And that way my mom is able to live a very stress-free life as far as her housing is concerned. Um, and then that, you know, frees up her income to do more things and, you know, allows me not to have to worry so much about someone else increasing her rent or whatever the case may be. And then take, kind of taking it, taking it from there. You know what I mean? I think it's very important in that as you, as you invest in real estate and build your portfolio, you always try to look around and see who can you help build their portfolio. Um, and for me, my parents are just, uh, my parents, my girl, my brother is my sister, you know, they're, they're just obvious, obvious people. And I'm not saying everyone has these great relationships with these people. I'm just saying that I'm fortunate enough where I have these relationships where I just want to put them in a position where I know I'm going to be a multimillionaire. I just don't want them bugging me for money when I become a multimillionaire. I need them to make their own money and leave my millions the hell alone. You know what I mean? But um, let me go ahead and hop in this because uh, I definitely want to check out the other one that popped up. So I um, completely forgot to check in and update, um, but the last property I just left was a duplex, and one of the things I'm kicking myself in the butt about is I, I, I normally check to make sure that a property is zoned for whatever it is I'm trying to use it for, and for whatever reason, I can't remember if I checked on this property or not because... Um, you know, it's a duplex. I, I should have checked to make sure it could be used as a duplex. But nonetheless, uh, it's definitely another one that we're that I want to be putting an offer in. So originally, I wanted to. The hope was that the first floor was a three bedroom, was something I can turn into a three bedroom, um, one bath type situation. And unfortunately, I cannot. It is not. I cannot do that. That is not what I can do with this property. However, what I can do, and I'm not saying I can't do that, right? I think what's what, what what's throwing me off is the basement. The basement, I'm not seeing enough room to add. In the basement right now, we can turn the garage into a bedroom, but I'm not seeing room anywhere else to really add 
another um, to add another bathroom. I mean, to add another bedroom. I can see one bedroom in the basement, one bedroom on the first floor. So the first floor we can convert into a two bedroom, um, one and a half or two full bath type unit. And then we would have two living spaces. You got a living space upstairs and then a smaller lounge area downstairs. Um, but outside of that, I'm not seeing where we can add an additional room. So first floor apartment would be a two bedroom, two bath, kaputs, that's it. The second floor would be a very dope one bedroom, one bath that has a little roof deck effect to it where you can walk out of the living room and there's like a little bit of a deck there which I think is gonna be really, really nice. The roof at that property, the porch roof is already shot so we have to rip that roof out and completely redo it anyway. So in redoing it, what we're gonna do is we're gonna reinforce the roof. A lot of people don't notice, but the, 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 the material that your roof is made out of, like the roof, like the rafters or whatever, I don't know what you call it, but the beams for the roof or the rafters for the roof are not strong enough for human beings to stand on, right? Not to congregate, not for human beings to congregate, um, you know, like you would have like like people like what people are going to do on a roof deck, right? The roof deck that I'm thinking about for this property, it could easily hold four or five people, very easily and comfortably. Like it's an it, it's the, it's the space of the entire downstairs porch, but the roof is only meant to hold things such as snow and not even hold snow because it's supposed to be pitched so that stuff runs off of it versus being held. Right, so a roof isn't even supposed to be holding that much weight anyway. So most roofs don't have the actual support for, for you to just throw a deck on top of that. So now you have the weight of the deck and then you have the weight of the human beings that are there. And most people just for whatever reason don't understand that what they're doing is very, very dangerous. Very dangerous. Who taught, who taught you that? You watched HGTV, you think it's that easy? It's gonna throw a deck because you feel like it? Well, absolutely not. It doesn't work that way, my friends. So what you actually have to do is you have to get the same type of support beams or joists or whatever that you have in your house. You have to get the same, um, something that has the same strength so that what's holding the floor up that you're marching up and down on will now hold you up as well as you march on your roof, right? Um, so that's just something uh, that, that I wanted to throw out there because a lot of people just let that fly over their heads. Boy, I tell you, they let it fly over their heads. Um, you know, so that's that. But uh, but yeah, I definitely, definitely have my work cut out for me. I went and saw today and I went out today and I looked at a total, I can't even remember, maybe six places, six, seven places. And I'm going to be putting an offer in on at least three. So it was the first triplex big fan of that it was the second duplex with the commercial property um it was the uh uh uh, uh the four bedroom flip that's super small that we're going to turn into a three bedroom flip and it's this duplex that i forgot to check to see if it was actual if it was an actual uh duplex so those are my fantastic four for today um and overall, today was a great day. I mean, today was a great day. We got a bunch done. We got an offering for a client. We got a bunch of showings for me personally that I wanted to pick up. So I'm going to lock any of these properties up. And what I want to do is 
uh, just be as, as aggressive as I possibly can because I'm still under contract because I mean not under contract because I am still um, working to get out of a, a a property now what I would be doing would be to negotiate the hell and I mean the hell the literal hell out of whatever it is I'm putting an offer in on and for those of you who uh, you know followed me on Instagram you'll realize that I also had saw a property yesterday for myself that I'm interested in and this one would be a buy and hold and yeah they're actually listed I think at 39 so I'm gonna be putting an offer in on that one for you know 18 or nineteen thousand dollars cash and at nineteen thousand for something like that putting 30 into it you know, you have a brand new property, $50,000 all in or 49, well, yeah, we'll call it 50, $55,000 all in on something that can net you $1,000 a month. Oh, that's a, that's a win-win to me. Maybe not even a thousand, maybe 800. You know what I mean? I'm still going to get $10,000 a month. I mean, $10,000 a year. That's a win-win to me. You know what I mean? We're looking at a 20% return on my money. Whoop, whoop. You know what I mean? So that works. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thinking to myself, why I hold myself back? You know what I mean? Just be, again, just because things aren't going as swimmingly as I would like them to be going at a project that I'm at now, that doesn't mean I just sit on the sideline and watch deals go by and just, you know, wallow in my misery of, man, I can't believe two contractors screwed me over back to back. You know, I take it as a learning lesson. I get back out there and dude, we just it's just a dollar bill. We just gotta we just gotta replace it. Replace and multiply, replace and multiply, replace and multiply, and just get to the next level. And um uh, you know, it's 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 interesting what what you can allow to happen if you just get in your if you if you allow yourself to get in your own head, it's so ridiculous what you'll allow yourself to come to settlement with. Because when I was actually thinking about this stuff. Before I listened to the podcast, I thought it made perfect sense what I was doing. I thought it made perfect sense what I was doing. Oh, I can't do anything. I'm already working on a project now, and it is a struggle. Woe is me. Contractors are stupid. Woe is me. Let me wait till I'm done. And then once I'm done, let me pop my head out and take it from there. And that is a very victim mentality that is not the way a boss is going to think. That is not the way to look at money. Just because one thing's happening, that shouldn't stop you. You got to have seven streams of income. And I'm letting this one thing just completely anchor me down. And we got to shake it. And the only way that I'm going to be able to shake it is I got to start taking action. Now, does that mean I'm going to buy it? I'm just going to willy-nilly buy a deal? Hell no. Right? I'm going to make offers where if I get it under contract, it's going to make sense. You know what I mean? The flips are going to make sense. The buy and holds are going to make sense. I'm not willy nilly just buying a property for the sake of buying a property. What I'm saying is that I have a project going on now, right? And I, even though that project isn't going as well as I want it to go, there is still progress being made. I'm not going to play the victim card. In fact, I'm going to focus on lining up the next deal and managing managing that property a lot better than the way I manage it, you know, the project that I'm in now. And that's, and that's it that's it there's no more time to sit and wallow let's get up let's go q2 we're locking up a property q3 we're locking up in a property q4 we're locking up another property and that's just how that's 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 just what's going to go down there's no excuses no anything that's just what's going to go down i'm going to keep firing and firing and firing these freaking contractors 
until I got the squad that I'm looking for. The squad that I trust, we go in, we knock it out, and it is what it is. I think that's what I have now. However, there are timelines that I am not a fan of. And I, I, I think what's happening is they're doing their best to correct issues so that when they do their finish, it doesn't affect them as much. So that's kind of like what I feel like I see happening. And we'll see. You know, we'll see. So we're, we're, we're heading to the finish line with this. And uh, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. But my goal for me this year, bare minimum, complete four projects before December 15th, 2019. That's it. Very simple. And I'm not letting anyone stop me, including myself. Ooh, including myself. So that's that. Um, thank you guys for listening. And I think I'll be done for today. Oh, and tomorrow I'm heading down to Home Depot. Um, I got a call from someone who watched my YouTube videos and one of the best advice he gave me, which we all know about, is that I need to go down to Home Depot between, you know, five and six o'clock and the contractors that are there, those are the people that I need to talk to. Those are the people that I need to talk to because they are there picking up material. They're up, they're rising, they're grinding. I need to be there with them. That's what I need to be with. So, all right. Last thing, I'm out. Peace.